everybody, Jim Roth and Chris Carl here, as always, with the Keeping It Real IGN Movies podcast. Now, let's shake things up a little bit this week. Uh, we usually start off at the box office, and even though there were a couple of big bombs last weekend, we can talk about big. that later. Let's get to the week's biggest news, the official announcement that uh, Marvel Studios and Sony Pictures have made a deal for the sharing of Spider-Man. Spider-Man has joined the MCU. Now, it's Sony is still involved. Um, they will, uh, according to the official press release, uh, they will continue to finance, distribute, own, and have final creative control of the Spider-Man films. Uh, but Kevin Feige, the boss of Marvel Studios, is now a producer, along with Amy Pascal, who is stepping down as the boss of Sony Pictures and will now produce. So Avi Arad and Matt Tolmack are kind of just exact producers now. Do you feel like that's a name only? Do you feel like this is truly a Marvel Studios movie and that Sony is actually just going to distribute no, this? I don't. I really don't. Hmm. I mean, Amy Pascal is a... Look, Kevin Feige obviously is going to have, I think, a ton of creative control and should. I think they um, want him to. Yeah, I think... I think get sure. the ship right. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. I think Sony is, is excited and he's not even getting paid for it, like an yeah. extra fee for it and I think well. he well <laughs> he's getting paid plenty I think well, he'll be um, I, I guess right. uh, well just to, on that note yeah. real quick part one uh, story I think it was Variety had it was that basically Marvel didn't pay anything for Spider-Man right. that I guess the agreement is Marvel when Spidey shows up in, in whatever movie he'll show up in uh, most likely Cap Civil War mm -hmm. Marvel makes all that money and when Spidey shows up in his Sony movies, yeah. Sony gets all that money. It's it sounds like a, like a pretty good deal. Is there any? I don't mean to cut you off. Is there any dispensation for like toys and stuff like that because Marvel. they're going to cross over? Marvel, Marvel so. still hold, has the. Yeah, I think I think they already had. Yeah, they already. But even Marvel, I think has. But the even yeah, movie yeah. merchandise, like like it's say Amazon, or Amazon, Amazing Spider-Man Two came out with toys. I believe they were at the Disney store. Yeah. Oh, yeah. so that was yeah. still Marvel. It, yeah. it, from what I read, Marvel is retaining the merchandising rights for the character. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's I, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that ultimately that it is a great deal because basically the entire idea is let's get this ship right, let's yeah. do right by this character, and in so doing, we're going to make a better property out of it and everybody's going to win and make more money. Sony's going to make money off the, his films, his solo films, yeah. and it's going to be of a great benefit to Marvel to have the character available for their other films. And so, it also re-energizes the, the popularity of Spider-Man. Not that, I mean, to fans, he's always popular, but right. clearly the movies, they had been diminishing returns. People weren't excited. You get to have Iron Man or Cap or whomever show up with Spider-Man, he's back, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, and you know, it's interesting because I think this announcement kind of points to how savvy moviegoers are now because people kind of across the internet, and I, I follow a lot of geeky people, but I was tracking, you know, lots of opinions on it. People generally know what's going on yeah. and know that know that Marvel didn't mm -hmm. have these rights and that's why he wasn't in these movies and generally are like pretty excited about it. I don't think I've seen such unified excitement yeah, for I a piece mean, of news. I guess I guess I guess I always say this, but I would say again that I think that the people that follow sort of these things closely are aware of those 
those the licensing. Yeah. Um, but people, the, the general audience still is not. But it doesn't matter because the message that will be delivered and people will advocate eventually is like, this new Spider-Man's gonna be fresh and interesting, you should check it out. I mean, Kevin Feige, I think, definitely is, you know, you just trust Marvel so much at this point, yeah. and this is their premier character. They're going to put everything they have into making sure I mean, that this works. They've already they've already pushed. They just announced a couple of uh, months ago their whole Phase Three slate. Mm -hmm. Now with Spider Man, uh, with his next movie coming out in twenty is it twenty seventeen? I have it right here. Uh, they've basically kicked everything from you know Black Panther on. Uh, down six months like it's the new spider-man movie that Sony will put out the rebooted one uh, will be um, taking the uh, yeah July 20th 2017 that release date was supposed to be Thor Ragnarok right. now that has been moved to I believe November so it's just already they're they're shifting everything around to to you accommodate, know, accommodate Spider -Man. Spidey kind of shows you that these dates aren't set they're not solid you know it's like it, for the big for big stuff for big changes they will change it and I, I think yeah. that will apply to Warner Brothers as well like yeah. I think you know you can kind of keep this in the back of your mind and think you know if something doesn't perform the way that they want it to when they start rolling out their movies they are going to be looking at that like later yeah. slate and saying like hmm I wonder if you know I wonder if we need a flash movie at this point yeah. and I'm not saying that's going to happen but it could happen and or if it, Batman v yeah. Superman comes out and Batman's the best thing in it yeah Suddenly, Suddenly, I think you're going to see a solo Batman movie Get that Batfleck movie. Yeah. Just, just spinning back to your original question, which was about Amy Pascal, I do think Kevin Feige is the right, and I think Sony agrees, ultimately, that is the right person to spearhead this ship. But she's a smart lady, lest we forget. Yeah. Like she's, she's a savvy person, and I think she will have some input yeah. into the development. And it'll be a really, ultimately, because she's on the Sony side, she's going to be having to kind of like steer the ship on the solo film. They've got to be synced, and Sony has the ultimate say on the casting. Yeah. Um, they did retain that, so that'll, that is going to be a key element that I'm sure maybe I segued us that we can get into, <laughs> but um, yeah. What about the director? Do you, who has sign-off on director? Uh, I, would, uh, I would imagine it's going to be uh, both of them agreeing to it. At right. this point, sure, the legalese of the press release sounds like things are more in Sony's favor, Let's face it, they don't know what the hell to do with him. <laughs> yeah. They're going to listen to Marvel on they this one. They absolutely are. I, I mean, I think, I think this was them saving some face, but they struck this deal because they needed to. Mm -hmm. they, needed, they needed Marvel more than Marvel needed them. Marvel's yeah. doing just fine. It's digging out from all the hack stuff. You know, Amy yeah. Pascal leaving is one thing. You know, fixing Spider-Man is going to be another thing. Fixing, you know, I mean, they're making all these moves to, like, sort of clarify what is now public. You know, yeah. the Ghostbusters thing was announced. You know, yeah. like, all this stuff is coming out to say, okay, here, you, you guys all saw the emails. Yeah. Now, here are the steps that we're taking to, like, either deliver or not deliver on these things. Yeah. And I think they were under a lot of pressure, actually, maybe for one of the first times from Japan to say, hey, let's fix this Spider-Man thing, you yeah. know? Like, it's just kind of been languishing. It's been, it's been spiraling franchise. out of control yeah. for some time now. I mean, that's maybe a bit of an exaggeration. This isn't, but, I don't it, know. but it's... Um, yeah, I mean, from Spider-Man Spider 3 made a lot of money, but nobody likes it. Nobody liked yeah. it. And, Including and, Sam Raimi now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, in Spider-Man 3, Including what Sam was that, Raimi 2007 yeah, that came out? I don't know, it's been a long time. So, basically... Spider-Man 3 and then two Amazing Spider-Man movies, that's three in a row that people 
by and large, didn't like or had very mixed responses to. Yeah. You can't afford that, and you keep seeing those movies make less and less. So, yeah. uh, reader email though, real quick, that speaks to part of this issue. Jason Pakovich writes in. Do you guys think Pac-Man. basically, yeah? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna start calling basically Pac-Man, can just uh, Disney and Marvel fully pry Sony's hands off Spidey's movie rights 100% at some point? Like, just say, make them an offer of one billion, 1.5 billion. They did. What I read was that, and I don't know if this is true or not, but one of the things that I read is that Marvel did offer, I think, almost a billion dollars to get him back, mm. and Sony said no. That character now, is worth so much more than a billion dollars, which I, is a crazy thing to say, but in this day and age, like, yeah. one movie can pay for that, you know? Yeah. Or like, it's not really one movie, but like, well, a couple of Well, that's part of the reason why Disney, Disney wants a billion dollar Spider-Man again. They yeah. want that back. I mean, They'll Sony, Sony wanted that back because that was part of their disappointment with the two amazing Spider-Man movies is you didn't get your bragging rights. Marvel has all the bragging rights. Yeah, now I want to catch that and say like that's that's one thing that I read was that they did offer. And so I'm not sure that, obviously I'm not privy to that. I wasn't sitting in the meeting. Um, But I had read that they did offer a tremendous amount of money to get that character back. And Sony was just like, no, but we'll do this other thing. But ultimately I think is the right thing. Eventually, do I think that Marvel will probably eventually get the character back? It's hard to say. Because if the, the ship is steered correctly, yeah. And then Sony's making money off of the character. Why? But another thing that I read was that um, Disney was considering that if Sony really is starting to go under, that they buy the studio outright. <laughs> Everything. Which, uh, yeah. holy man. Can you imagine? They would have I actually can. I mean, they look, if, if, if... Men in Black, they yeah. would have Ghostbusters. But seriously, if Sony corporate in Japan are... Kind of, I mean, it's there. Kind of has been writing on the wall for a long time that they're just not interested in the studio side of it. That it's been its own separate entity until there's this giant omelet-sized egg on their face. (laughs) Um, You know, maybe they will just let it go, but I don't know. I mean, it'd be fast if look if Disney bought Sony, they would have Sony Pictures. Not they're not going to buy Sony proper. Thank you, exactly. Sony Pictures. If Disney bought Sony Pictures, the studio, they would have Marvel, Star Wars, Men in Black, Ghostbusters, now the Jump Street franchise. I think at that point you're looking at, seriously though, you would would be looking at um, uh, uh, a Monopoly case. Yeah, I I do think. They seriously, at that point, they have somebody somewhere. But who's gonna sue them, Warner Brothers? Well, anybody I, could, yeah. Yeah, anybody could bring true. suit. And uh, you're getting to that point already. Like, yeah. they have so many properties that, like, I, I, I've, I've heard that bandied about more in, more in speculation yeah. than oh, yeah, in... Yeah, this is all speculation. But honest to God, if that happened, somebody will... Somebody yeah. would... I think somebody yeah. would at least forward it, like, hey, they're getting too much. Well, and, and also, uh, deals like that have to be, like, uh, okayed by the SEC yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I think there's just a lot of red flags there, but... It's not like just buying Lucasfilm or something, or or Marvel itself. It's it's buying. I mean, an entire library of stuff right. too. In yeah. um in the Including, games, there's a mm-hmm. there's an analog in the games world where THQ went under, and uh, and or it's not really an analog, but this is a way it could go too. Um, THQ went under, and they basically put all their properties up for auction to the highest bidder, and they said, "Hey, who wants you know the WWE license? Who wants this license? Who wants this game that's already been almost developed? The South Park game right. went into more development because of that." And so, if Sony is truly, truly that desperate. 
Um, a scenario like that could occur, I guess, but I don't think they're going to be, and I think Spider-Man is going to save them. But if they also, though, if they got Sony, they'd get RoboCop. RoboCop. Yeah. RoboCop. You see RoboCop and Iron Man. Fighting <laughs> it out. I think, yeah. but, don't you think Spidey's going to save them, though? I mean, this is like that I movie do. that's going to bring mean, back. Okay, here's, here's my question, then, is how long does this marriage last? Okay, because if they get Spidey back up and running, um, does this mean come 2019, come phase four, we're right back to where we were? You know, that's a really interesting question because, again, and I want to emphasize that all of this is speculation. I mean, I'm certainly not privileged to these deals. Yeah, these are yeah. just things that I've read that those were under consideration. I wouldn't be surprised if they were. I do think Spider-Man, if the, if the ship is steered correctly, could be a profitable enough franchise to save Sony. So how long would the marriage last? You have to think that Marvel thought out those contingencies in, yeah. in their deal, A, and that B, that Sony would recognize that if it was really the thing that saved their studio, that it was only to their benefit to keep that relationship. Yeah, like do they possibly have an in perpetuity kind of clause there? Yeah. The way that Sony had with Spider-Man and the way Fox has with X-Men mm -hmm. and uh, all those kind of ancillary characters. Um, I wonder if I, I wonder if like Marvel could they basically say we can just keep re-upping this deal whenever we want. Yeah, I well, wonder if they did. Like in the comics, Spidey is going to be in the Avengers. I mm -hmm. think we can safely say that. Yeah. So you know you're going to get Spider-Man and Sony, and then the same Spider-Man over in the Avengers. That's really good for everybody. So like, yeah. I the marriage is going to last as long as the married people are happy. And, <laughs> and it opens a lot of interesting doors for Sony to negotiate borrowing characters from the MCU for their Spider-Man movies. Which is you already know? part of sort of the initial release. It said yeah. that characters from the MCU are definitely going to be coming into Spider-Man movies. Mm -hmm. Which is really why, you know, Feige's touch is going to be important. And honestly, man... Is there a more powerful person in Hollywood yeah, right now than I mean, Kevin Feige? No, like, I mean, and he's so chill. I went to school yeah. with him. Like it's. So I went to college together. Oh wow, that's awesome. Yeah, and uh, I went, also went to college. I'm not. It's not humble bragging. I'm just. I'm pointing out people it's who did far better in life bragging. than me. Uh, oh, I also went to college <laughs> not only with him but also with Susan Downey. Uh, Robert Downey's wife, oh, uh, and we watched Chaplin together in class. That's how weird that was. <laughs> oh, that's strange. That is, really that weird. is very strange. And now she got babies with him. Oh, well. but made baby any, Anywho, uh, on the Spider-Man uh, front, um, one uh, question, and we I, natural segue from Downey. Um, you know, look for a long time, Marvel's kind of linchpin in terms of their cast was Downey, and you know there was obviously some kind of Maybe contentious is too strong a word, but he did negotiations to get him back, and of course they did. And um, and you know his his stars, he's definitely a key part of Avengers two and Captain America three. But you know that can't go on forever. That's expensive. Could Spider-Man be the solution to Marvel's Downey dilemma, if you will? Like basically, yeah. basically, you know Downey the star is the guy holding together. Could Spider-Man, the character, basically be that Downey kind of replacement? Right, and, and I think there's two other points to that that, that um, have to be factored in. Downey right now doesn't need that money, really. Mm -hmm. It's not like he will ever need to work another day in his life. So I don't think the expensive part is as much a concern as how long does he really want to do it, mm -hmm. and how long 
can he do it and still look like you know Tony Stark and, and the not, way you want him to look in it? And not only that, he yeah, looks. He's a beautiful man, and he's kept his, <laughs> and he's kept himself up very well. But I'm saying, yeah. like, it's just he, a contingency. Considering in Hollywood. how yeah. hard he's lived too, he looks amazing. Um, but like, he, hard true. or did he live really well? <laughs> he, he lived looks better now. He lived enough for all of us. He lived enough for all of us. When he was on drugs, yeah, he, he looks he better a, now. He lived enough for all of us collectively, our ages. <laughs> yeah. Um, Keith so, Richards looks at him and is like, man, you're still alive? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Keith Richards is like, this guy can party like an animal. Um, <laughs> we are so down a rabbit hole. So I think this is that people forget, I think, sometimes that Downey is, a, in his own way, a very serious actor. You know, yeah. like he's a really good actor. And he's probably got a lot of creative desires right now. Not that Tony Stark's not probably a really fun character to play, but a lot of desire to just do some other things yeah. and, and spread, you know, stretch out of it, especially financially. He's certainly covered. Yeah, um, if you've seen him in of, Weird Science, you yeah, can just. Then you just yeah, know. You I mean, just know. You like, Weird like, Science, you know, this guy is like. He's like about He's on his way. He's on his way. Um, stop it. He's amazing. He's so. He's great. He's such a good actor. Um, so he's not going to want to do it forever. And then Marvel. So Marvel can't bank on that any more than Fox can with Hugh Jackman right. to have yeah. that character be the premier character. Um, Spider Man, I think, sells himself. But in order to really be the star of the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, that that is going to depend on having the perfect marriage between actor. And character. Funny, I really you should say that, Roth. Actor yeah. and care actor. <laughs> <laughs> Funny, know, you should say work. that, Roth, because reportedly the two actors, yes, we already have front runners, uh, according to Variety. It was Logan Lerman, who's been up for the role before. I think he was up for it when. Like six okay, times. Yeah. Because <laughs> we should say Andrew Garfield, he's not coming back. I yeah. mean, that's. It, <clears throat> and they also said in the press release, Peter Parker, so it's not Miles Morales. Um, yeah, lots of speculation, and that was trending on Twitter the night that, that it all happened. There's lots of speculation about it when, like, in the release, people were like, in the press release, Peter Parker. Say the words, Peter <laughs> yeah. Parker. Yeah, like, but again, I mean, you can't expect every single person on Twitter to be looking at that yes, press release. That's your job on Twitter. <laughs> Go <laughs> read things reaction. thoroughly. It's actually our job <laughs> to disseminate that information. Yeah. Um, but you know, but two movie. two actors that that were up for the role: Logan Lerman, who was up for it uh, back when Garfield got it, and then Dylan O'Brien from Maze Runner and Teen Wolf. Um, and the report is that they're going to put Spidey back into high school. Mm -hmm. So that, in and of itself, opens up some questions. Yeah. Um, you know, I personally, I would have loved to have seen Joseph Gordon-Levitt yeah. play Spidey, but. You know, he's in his 30s, and, and I believe he's in his 30s. Yeah. And, uh, so but he they, looks like a spry young lad. Doesn't he, though? He does. <laughs> um, he was Robin, after all. Yeah, well, uh, he, he was not. Okay. <laughs> we won't but, get into we that. We won't go there. But, but um, you know, does this... Uh, putting him back in school, is that the right thing? I mean, at heart, I guess Spidey is a kid, you know? His name is Spider-Man, but he was a young... He was a boy becoming a man and dealing with all the issues and responsibilities. In the comics, they kept Spider-Man Spider, Spider perpetually kind of young. And he is, yeah. there's something about the nature of that, the youthful exuberance of him and the clippy, yeah. joke, jokey exuberance of Spider-Man that is very different um, from Tony Stark that is kind of a weathered, you know, he demon in a bottle, like he's really lived kind of a guy. This is somebody that's fun and useful and full of energy. But he could bring the sense of humor that, that Downey has. But he yeah. could bring that humor in. And I think that 
that just on a practical level, whoever it is that they're signing, they're signing for 10 years, man. They're signing for yeah. probably 10 movies. Um, and so they want somebody young who can sustain that yeah. Yeah. through over the course of that many movies. And they want to be able to have some room to let him grow over the next 10 years yeah. and age. And I think that's why they're starting him out so young. And finally, they want to have a reason why the hell he hasn't shown up yet with yeah. these other guys. So because like if he's an adult person that is their age, why hasn't he been part of the Avengers yet? Yeah. And so this answers, I think, some of those questions. But what we don't want, and we talked about this earlier, yeah. is another origin story. I don't think we'll get one. We'll get I one don't think recap. so. Yeah, I, 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 seriously. I, yeah, I mean, Guardians origin story was about three minutes at the beginning of that movie. Yeah. Hey, what's up? Yeah, go up to space. <laughs> like, that's pretty much how that worked. Your mom's and, dead. Go to... Oh, sorry. Spoiler alert. I um, want that to work for me like that. Somebody wants to go up to space. Yeah, so I mean, I think I love both of those guys for Spider-Man. I know there's a, there's a little bit of there's some people groaning about Logan Lerman in specific, yeah. but I think you know if you haven't seen it, you should watch. Um, Perks of uh, being a wallflower. Yeah, exactly. He's great in that, and I think he's he's very charismatic, and I think he could handle the jokiness. Mm -hmm. I think he could handle the youthful thing, and I think since Spider-Man's coming in in Civil War, and that's a little bit like, it's a little bit well, more. Well, I mean, we're assuming. We're it's assuming. Oh, let's say it. It'd be kind of. Wouldn't it be kind of fun though if he showed up uh, in Ant-Man? Spider-Man, Ant-Man, wouldn't that make people want to go see that movie if huh. he shows up at a, like a tag somewhere How in How old is his daughter in uh, Ant-Man? She's a little girl, right? Yeah, she's yeah, like she's, 10 or something. She's like 8 or 10, yeah. yeah. Maybe he show. Maybe he. Maybe they'll do a tag for Avengers or something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I could see that happening now that it's oh, yeah. in place. You show him I in his life right now. I wonder if they the deal so they could you know, get yeah. it into one of these. I gotta ones. say though, I'd be pretty shocked if they did all of this to to be able to integrate Spider Man into the MCU and didn't have him in Civil War. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah but I know. he's I gonna have to be, be if he's a kid, he's going to have to be in Civil War in a very different way. Yeah, you know well, also, yeah, too, that's what like, I was going to get around to. It is a Captain America, Iron Man movie, yeah. so you put him in there, whose movie is it? I s it's still going to be those guys, yeah. and I think he's going to be the symbol of unmasking. Yeah. So he's going to be the guy who just discovered his powers, yeah. is known in Manhattan, yeah. but is not like, he's not necessarily like standing with the Avengers. He's like a kid who's out doing good. Yeah. And so like to unmask him is basically like, that's a point of contention for the film. Okay, oh, it's good. Because uh -oh, you, can pitch deal, session. you can deal pitch with the whole session. pitch session. Because <laughs> you can deal with the whole origin bit of it really quickly that ties in organically to the story of Civil War. So we've already been introduced to his origin, and then he's out by the time it's his Spider Man movie, and then he's just running around fighting people and stuff. Boom. Done. Boom. Handled. Done. Thank you, Marvel. Send me my check. <laughs> wow. Don't, though. Don't, though, because I'm really... You can't accept that. I think that. you got it, Kevin Feige. Uh, <laughs> you probably so, got it. So, any... Yeah, I think uh, Feige's maybe... Feige. He's yeah. got control of the situation. I think he's probably... Yeah, he was wringing his hands until you <laughs> until piped I, up. I, I was like, oh, my God, we talked right. ourselves into this. What you're, the hell do we do? I've never heard these theories before. <laughs> yeah, I never would have thought of that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, any any final thoughts on, on Spider-Man and sort of... His his role going forward in the in the MCU. I mean, it's it seems like how much how much do you think Spidey's going to be involved in all these other movies now? A lot. A lot. So, I am so excited. You know, <laughs> to, uh, to answer your question, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. excited. I'm so excited about I'm so this. So excited. But, so excited. But it's also too like it's just so weird to think like 
all that teasing of Sinister Six and all that, and that's kind that of was up legit in the though. Air. But I yeah. mean, but that was legit. It was like they were developing out oh, yeah. the universe. But it so. just seems like now it's like. They wow. said they said not though. They said it's, th it's still going to happen, but what? Uh, but how? Yeah, what Eventually. Context. But now also though, Norman Osborn could become a big part of the MCU because he is in the comics. In in so that brings in this whole other, maybe another future threat, like the way Thanos has been kind of laced through the the yeah. uh, MCU mm -hmm. thus far. Maybe Norman Osborn becomes the next. Thanos type threat that is kind of the the key to all these things. That'd be interesting. Yeah. You know? uh, one other point I wanted to bring up is that uh, you know a lot of people were talking about whether or not X Men or Fantastic Four were a possibility now that this deal is done. In fact, and, I believe Jason Pankovich no. also asked that. In and I think at this point in time, they got the one that they really wanted. Like yeah. I think X Men stands alone in its own world, and I think I think Marvel is like. You know, it would be nice to have Fantastic Four, but it is not a necessity for us. We have our yeah. universe now, and Spidey is kind of like the new guard Avenger that like mm -hmm. didn't exist in the old comics. Like the Avengers were totally separate from Spidey, but Spidey and like Wolverine came into the Avengers later on. Josh, now I don't, but I, I don't think Wolverine's going to come over either. Joshua Yell and I kind of had this debate the other day at our company meeting. Isn't it nice that we were paying attention instead of talking about Wolverine? Um, but, you know, I he was like, yeah, definitely now they're going to get Wolverine. And I'm like, you crazy. They're not getting Wolverine. First yeah. of all, there's absolutely, Fox doesn't have the motivation to do that. Right. There's no um, incentive. The, there's no incentive for them. The relationship between Fox and Marvel is not good, apparently. Yeah. Um, they are doing just fine <laughs> with the X-Men yeah. universe. And Jackman is probably going to be done with Wolverine by the time anything like that I thought like you were going to say he was be... probably going to be dead. No, no. He's going to be dead. <laughs> but he be done with Wolverine by the time a negotiation like that could even come into play, which I just don't think it will. Like, yeah. they have, they're already seeding these younger characters for X-Men to take over sort of yeah. the Jean Greys and your Cyclops. Like, they already have plans for 10, 20 years down the line for this yeah. franchise. They, they have no interest in that. Interesting. Well, uh, let's move on from Spider-Man and talk about uh, X-Men Apocalypse because we actually uh, interviewed Sophie Turner this past week. And uh, Roth, you could probably fill people in a bit since you love yourself, the Doc Sansa. I do And love about Dark how Sansa. this... How that basically, she basically said what? Sure. Um, Dark Sansa, if you guys remember, on Game of Thrones is when she turned, well, actually, should I talk about this? What is the spoiler for Game of Thrones? She, she if, finally got a backbone. I yeah. Okay. I think the, the way to put it is that Sansa, I think, was in a little bit of denial about the world that she was in in Game of Thrones, and then she was under the influence of Littlefinger and... Uh, Yes, and then found her way to the dark side, which is often the winning side in, in this world of Game of Thrones. <laughs> Not this world. Um, but, I, you know, it was just kind of like we were saying, even amongst ourselves, like, I wonder if they saw that and thought, like, oh, she's got this duality. She could sort of do, right. um, you know, Jean Grey and Phoenix. And, and she said, yeah, I think that they probably did think that. And they saw that. And they, it spoke to them that she could play these two sides, this very dualistic character, and maybe yeah. turn to the dark side a bit. <laughs> um, which would be kind of neat to see, right? Yeah. Um, I think it's such great casting. Yeah. She's so good. I love her. I love Sophie. Sophie Turner. It's funny because I think, like in interviews, you see that she's actually such a teenager. She's yeah. so light yeah, and sure. funny and uh, sweet, no. but she's such a good actress, you know. And I think she really is going to be a great Jean Grey. Um, and also, um, Brian Singer said uh, definitively the the movie is uh, set in 1983. Mm -hmm. 
And I was doing a little digging around about uh, 1983. Not that I was born yet, um, <laughs> but uh, you know, a lot of a lot of things happened that year. But the main one that I could see kind of tying into X-Men Apocalypse was that was the year that President Reagan announced the Strategic Defense Initiative, mm -hmm. aka mm -hmm. Star, Wars, Star Wars, which at that time was a big deal about basically having satellites in space that could knock down Soviet missiles. Yada, yada. For those too young to know what that is, it doesn't relate in any way to Star Wars, the yeah. movies. It's <laughs> just a catchy Wars name. Got really but bent it was, out of shape but it was actually a really good bit of marketing on their part because it made it sound like, I mean, it just feeds into that mythos of like, yeah, Team America, yeah. you know what fighting I mean? Star Empire, Wars, fighting yeah. the Empire. Yep. And it was basically, yeah, that, sat that, that satellites would be orbiting and then if anybody tried to shoot a nuke at the U.S. that that the, they would be able to shoot it down before it got anywhere near yeah. us. Which and I we're don't still think was ever the case. Well, <laughs> we're still case. basically kind of like things like that that they're essentially trying to develop or have rudimentary forms of it. But anyways, it was a big, very contentious uh, thing at the time. I mean, it was the height of, uh, the, well, almost the end of the Cold War, and it was really those last stages when we're either going to make peace or we're going to destroy each other. Yeah. I mean, it was a very, uh, it, honestly, if you're like 16 and watching this, as somebody who was a kid then. Yeah, it was weird. It was, it was a tense time. It, it was, was the only something on the news. It know? was the only time I really felt like something terrible could happen to America in a, lar in a, in a large scale way. You know, like yeah. up until 9-11 probably. Like yeah. there was a period of time in between there where it was like, Oh, we're good. We're on this huge island, and we're defended from all sides. Yeah. Like once everybody dialed down the nuclear part, you know, it was fine. Yeah. So I mean, that's an interesting point that it could, you know, surround that particular thing. Because think about it, the first one. Each one has dealt with a president. Uh, first movie, Cuban Missile Crisis, Kennedy. Second oh, one, true. Nixon. So this one, obviously, I just Reagan. I bet you Reagan will be a character in it. And then mm -hmm. somehow I'm just I'm just. No. What if it crosses over with Fargo? Or That's something? what I was, I was funny. I was like, Reagan's going to show up as an actual character in Fargo this coming season. So weird. Um, yeah, which is very weird. But it's before he's elected. It's when he's stumping for the for presidency, I think, the first time. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's Star Wars sort of makes sense as a as a kind of nifty, like, spacey. Brian Singer, I could see, thank, having thank a lot of fun <laughs> with, like, apocalypse in space for half a minute. Sorry, sorry, folks, but I am yeah. going to label this video. Is X-Men Apocalypse really about Star Wars? <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah, but you'll get a history lesson, kids. You know what? Kids. If you clicked on it, you're, you're hearing Old it happen here. <laughs> Professor <laughs> Professor V over here will, will school you on 1983. That's how that headline. Um, but yeah, I just I, I just thought that was interesting because it it is it does kind of um, there the last one was set in 19 yeah each one 63 yeah and then uh, um, uh, 73 and then well he said he was gonna I think that it was he, every 10 years he had right? said um, that he was basically gonna go every 10 years and my guess. First class was 63, was it I believe 62? it was. Well, yeah. when was the Cuban Missile Crisis? I think it was 62. Yeah. Wasn't it October of 62? Yeah. Damn yeah, I days. think it was. Actually, it was. I know it was in the early it was October 60s. 62. This guy's got the month. We need, we need Colin well, Moriarty to yeah. come in and give us some. No, because <laughs> Kennedy, Kennedy was dead by November 63. So yeah. yeah, that's was true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, very good. Very good. I'm from Boston. Um, well, the. Uh, where I, I think they're going to. Never mind. I give up. <laughs> um, they're gonna go. I think 
every 10 years, and my guess is that they're going to keep going every 10 years until they kind of catch up with modernity. Are, are we going to hey, find out in the next one that like Kurt Nirvana was, uh, Kurt Nirvana, Kurt Cobain yeah. and Nirvana were actually like mutants? I was going to say, yeah, Eddie Vedder turns out to be yeah. Bishop. Um, <laughs> Wait, I mean, yeah. you know, but what's weird about uh, that, or what's, if they're going decade by decade, is, is having the same cast who still looks only a year or two older. Like, they they are mutants, well. though. Well, really uh, did they, have they really committed to that fully, or is that just the trend so far? Well, I think, no, I don't, I don't think they have officially committed to that. Right, that, so. that has been the trend so far, and I think that there was somewhere that I did read that they were going to keep going about every 10 years. Is it set 100% in 1983, or is there going to be bopping around? Well, uh, Patrick Stewart did say that uh, recently that he expects to be in Wolverine three, mm -hmm. uh, which would actually be great. It'd be like I, I hope it's a like a you know some sort of buddy cop type movie. No oh, man, where yeah. they're like, or it's like odd couple. Like he's really fussy and Logan's just throwing pizza. And, and That's that. not gonna happen. But, that, but he went back on what he had said about how neither he nor nor McKellen would be in Apocalypse. He did say that McKellen actually is. McKellen's Magneto will be in there, so yeah. it sounds like there's some sort of framing device. Some kind of some kind of framing device, some kind of playing with time. I mean, how much longer can you do that? I don't know. I mean, the, so many doors got opened too, though, with Days of Future Past in terms of parallel and, yeah. and multiple yeah. existing multiverses. But didn't didn't they both? Well, in that timeline, they well, both he, died. Yeah, but then remember, and, and then everything got everything set, got right. reset, and yep. then with the gene and gray and the the thing with the and stuff the thing and the dead people, stuff were and, the people and, who, and everybody came back, and it was amazing. Remember when they killed off Cyclops off screen? Just wanted to bring that up to yeah. twist Why the knife. Why would you bring that up? To twist yeah. the knife. <laughs> um, so okay, well, I think it's uh, it, it's pretty it's pretty exciting actually that you know these two guys are still going to be part of the X Men universe. Although it does make you feel like, boy, you know, they just, you keep seeming to need these anchors from the old films to I don't to know make the that they need them. Pop. I think they want them. And I think yeah. Singer wants them. I, I don't necessarily yeah. feel like they are like, they absolutely need these guys because I don't actually think either of them are a box office draw in and of themselves. Yeah. Um, but I think they want them because it, it like gives you continuity in the series and it's also, they're really good friends. <laughs> I think they're fun yeah. to work yeah. with. Just looking at pictures, like memes yeah. online, I want to hang out with, yeah. hang out with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. Like, yeah. it I, saw, seems like I, a, I saw them in a awesome play on, on uh, Broadway last year. It was so surreal to just see them, you know, that many like feet away the, doing their thing. The best stunt, like, you know, they, studios sometimes do kind of like, oh, win this or win that. Right. The best thing you could ever win is a date with the two of them. <laughs> you know, to like just hang out for the Dinner day. Dinner with them would be Dinner great. Dinner with Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. <laughs> yeah. I feel like people would kill each other to win that prize. You oh, yeah. could battle royale that. <laughs> yeah. You could. And then Scott, then, Scott Calura would kill. If that absolutely happened, though, and then you had some murderer, like, who just killed, like, 64 people to get to imagine dinner. Imagine how flattering that is. I don't think I'd want to go to dinner <laughs> with that, dude. No, imagine how flattered you'd be. They killed 64 people to get to That's you. That's a sign of love. That's a sign of love. Oh, that's true. That's true. What kind of relationship you what have. What am I thinking? Worried about you on Valentine's Day. What were you going to give her if not a murder? <laughs> whoa. whoa. <laughs> I don't, uh... Blood diamonds, yeah. literally blood Liter diamonds. Literally. <laughs> um, one other hard. a Marvel rumor I want to talk about is uh, uh, there was a report. I think it was in like OK Magazine or something. So let's take it with a grain of salt. But 
They said that Marvel is willing to pay a pretty penny to get Angelina Jolie to direct the Captain Marvel movie. Let's just say for the sake of conversation, let's say they do want her for that. What do you think about Angelina Jolie directing, rather than acting in a Captain Marvel movie? I mean, I feel like Angelina Jolie kind of belongs in the MCU as an actress too, you know? Mm -hmm. I feel like she could have that sort of right cachet. You know? I feel like she'd be distracting in the MCU personally. Like, I don't want to see her in there, but I think her as a director what, is an she's interesting too pretty choice. for you to look at for No, two she's hours? too Angelina Jolie to exist in that world. No, I, to, I, for me. Did you see Maleficent? No. Well, uh, she, okay, she was so Downey, though, totally too. perfect for that character that what I'd actually like to see her as in MCU is a really great villain. Like, like Enchantress or something? Yeah. Or like death. Uh, death. death. I think she would be an amazing death. Okay, um, I'll back off of my point. I don't know what's with me and death today, but she would be an amazing murder. Death. Everyone, she would be an amazing death. She she would be so so delicious and so good at that. Yeah. But as far as directing that, and and I'm gonna say that I have I have a bias. I will own my bias because I really love her. Like just the whole Angeliness of her, I <laughs> love so much. However, I will say this. I was kind of unimpressed with how Unbroken was directed. Oh, yeah. I didn't think it was poorly mm. directed. I just thought it was kind of paid by numbers. I just thought it wasn't, she didn't really take many risks. Um, yeah. It you know, was rather it was just, uninspired for such uninspired. an inspiring story. You know? it, it was very <laughs> safe. And then I look at that, which is a biopic about an extraordinary life. And then I look at Selma, which is a biopic about an extraordinary moment in an extraordinary life. And Ava DuVernay directed the hell out of that movie. Yeah. Everything about that being as great as it is, is due to that performance um, and, and her direction. And so yeah. I look at that and that's my marker for going, you know, I love Angelina Jolie, but, but, but I think she needs to, to, yeah, but I think she needs to um, hone that craft a little bit more yeah. Yeah. as a director. And that's um, a ways down the line. That's like, yeah, like five years, years from now, now or something like yeah. that. Four yeah, she's already years. doing another movie. Uh, she's actually directing Brad Pitt in it. So, mm -hmm. so I kind of feel like she'll have a little bit more practice. They might use her. But okay, I will retract my former point. If she's somebody like Death or a, a villain, yeah, that'd be awesome. I don't want her to be misused in like some mentor role or yeah. something like that. She's got to have a juicy part yeah. if she does it. Yeah, and make it I'd worthwhile. Love it. Um, I just want to rattle off some some news items. Uh, let's see here. Um, da, 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 da. Uh, Neighbors Two has been announced. Uh, they're making a sequel to that. It comes out uh, next year, 2016. Um, let's see what else do we. The original is awesome. So good. Love yeah. It. So hilarious. We saw that really early at CineCon. Remember? Yeah, CineCon actually. It's it used to be Show West, and they actually do previews for things. One of them that they showed uh, sizzle reel from was in Broken. Mm -hmm. Good sizzle reel. Great sizzle reel. But the sizzle <laughs> and the steak were Did not, not match. Uh, Legend of Conan, uh, the producer Chris Morgan says that it's still going to happen and it's going to owe more to the 1982 John Milius movie than it will Robert E. Howard's books, uh, which I guess is kind of a safe bet because that movie is I feel like more people know that movie than it's the, being done the, like the King books. Conan, right? Mm -hmm. Like Arnold, yeah, is, yeah. You know, older dude. I love that idea. Yeah. I really do. And wasn't he actually King Conan on the throne, ruling yeah, for many years? Yeah. yeah, so makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. I think it'd be fun um, potentially. Let's yeah, potentially. see. Also, uh, oh, Birdman. <laughs> the original ending was supposed to have Johnny Depp in it, uh, basically having his own Birdman type moment with uh, um, with the. Uh, uh, Jack Sparrow, 
poster and stuff. Really? Yeah, but they I guess they, wow. they never went to him, or if they did, he said no, because... I'm so glad <coughs> that happened. Sorry. Well, I think it was supposed oh, to be... Sorry for the sneeze, listeners. It's uh, yeah. supposed to be like a meta-type thing. No. Um, let's... Oh, God. It's, it's my usual system is not working. It's meta just as it is. Um, let's yeah, see. It didn't, yeah. need, didn't, need, didn't it. need it. I think that's where that's where that's why it didn't have yeah. it, right? Like I th- he probably would have done it, right? Yeah, well, I don't know. We I, talk I about think Johnny Depp every podcast, every single one. I feel like we should we should just carve. Just, we should just officially carve the out the Johnny Depp, Depp, Depp hour. We should yeah. just have his head dancing. <laughs> really this like, crybaby head, the Depp minute. The cry, I love that you keep bringing up Crybaby because it's such a great movie. Oh, it is a great movie. You guys hey, should watch you know, it. it was not a great. Movie what? Seventh Son, all kinds yeah. of stuff. That was really <laughs> Jupiter good. Ascending was kind of. We talked about it, but let's talk about last weekend's box office, where both of them get their butts handed to them yeah. by a Here's little fella called SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> SpongeBob finally dethroned American Sniper. He SpongeBob. cleaned their butts. What? I don't. Is that Come a thing? Come on, no, <laughs> that's not a thing. That's something else. <laughs> no. All right. So SpongeBob opened number one with fifty-five points. Let's talk about Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, we'll get to thing. that. Uh, <laughs> Jupiter Ascending, third place with eighteen point four million. Seventh Son, fourth place with seven point two million. Yeah, wow, <laughs> that sucks on both fronts. Yeah, it does. But Seventh Son, oddly enough. Has made something like ninety million overseas. Oh, so, is that odd? I mean, it, no, but it, how about I just, Jupiter? Jupiter, they at that time they did not put out the uh, the worldwide numbers. Now it looks like it made uh, it made thirty three point eight million. So it's worldwide total so far is fifty six million. The movie cost something like two hundred million. God. So it's a bomb. I think they listed bomb. it as one seventy five, but you know it's you more. You know oh, it's yeah. more than that. I mean, yeah. they didn't spend a ton on marketing. They really pulled back yeah. pretty pretty intensely on the marketing yeah. for this. And even the junket, you know, yeah. I know that's like a tiny portion of it, but junkets are relatively expensive. They had seven outlets there at the junket, <laughs> including IGN. <laughs> I mean, I, I really do think, I really do think it's like, a pivotal moment in the relationship between Kowski's and yeah. Warner Brothers, and I think if they do continue that relationship, which I don't, I don't think there's a contract in place, but it's I think they just kind of Warner Brothers has been a long time. They're about um, maintaining those sort of uh, they want to keep people in the family, like Nolan right. Eastwood yeah. and the Wachowskis, but I Zack mean, Snyder, Zack Snyder. You know, they they are very much a relationship-driven studio. I mean, I know every studio is, but Warner Brothers particularly, like they want these guys for the long term. Yeah, sure. I I, I had a crazy idea. I I've, I I posted on Twitter. What if Marvel got the Wachowskis to do Inhumans? Oh, the, I don't know how crazy I that mean, is. That might actually be kind of cool. I think that what would work about that for them is that it would have that. You know, dad would that ultimately. People will go to see it. Well, okay, that's one thing. But but creatively, what would work for it is that's probably they would have somebody else write it, which I have advocated for that they need someone else to write their scripts, and that be like dad, Kevin Feige, dad would be like, no, children, we're gonna pull you back on. This uh, yeah, he's, I, I really hope he's that <laughs> like, patronizing too. You know, I, I, children I, sit there and let me sit tell down, you children. I, I, that's um, an I interesting idea to me, but I don't think it'll happen basically so because either. of how they work. You know, yeah. Like, yeah. I, I think they don't. 
similar to like um, Edgar Wright, like I think Edgar Wright works in a certain way and you try to insert him into the Marvel system, it just didn't happen, you know? Yeah. And I don't think anybody's to blame for that. It's just you have different styles yeah. and you can't approach it that way. You know what's funny? Uh, one thing we forgot, I'm sorry, that no, we go. forgot to mention last week, I, I think we did when we were talking about Jupiter Ascending, is that Terry Gilliam has a camera. Oh, I know. There. There's a whole Brazil sequence. There's a whole sequence, Brazil like, sequence. Yeah, it's so and it's, funny. And it's weird, but great. It's but, like a totally different movie, but yeah. I'm like, well, maybe you should have made that one. Yeah, maybe <laughs> yeah. a Brazil movie, exactly. Yeah. Um, I, I don't. I, it's weird because I don't think they would do it because they're like, no, oh, we have to have our unique voices. But I think it's actually they would. It's the best thing for them, not necessarily for Marvel. But Marvel doesn't actually go for um, either in their casting or their directorial choices. They generally aren't going to be like, yeah, we're going to get these people that we have to like really cater to and pay these crazy fees to and all this other stuff. They get people that are really good that can shoot for them. They go low-key and also, they go lower profile, I yeah, think, they the, do. Most, most of the time. Until, But a lot of those guys develop into like huge, yeah. you know, huge people. I mean, although, I mean, I, I think the one thing Marvel isn't afraid of is hiring somebody who's got a bad commercial track record. That's true. You know, like Favreau was coming off of Zathura when he did Iron Man. Yeah. Chris Evans, I've said this a bunch of times, but he was one more flop away from being on an NCIS spinoff. Yeah. yeah. Um, Downey, unemployable. Which would have been very successful, by the way. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I mean, it worked for uh, Chris O'Donnell. Yeah. But, um, and then, you know, Downey obviously was unemployable. Mm -hmm. um, the Russo brothers just worked in TV. Uh, so I feel like it's because the Wachowskis have this huge baggage of having flops, I don't think that would stop them. I mean, Joss Whedon was a TV powerhouse, but his his movies didn't make money. I mean, Serenity right. was a flop. He only made the one. I think he had only made Serenity, right? Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it didn't make a ton of money. It was really good, though. Um, but it didn't make a ton of money. I think they're willing to capitalize on talent. But I mean... They know just who's the right person for that uh, job. Yeah, right? but they, that particular pair would need, I think, a lot of assistance, frankly, to eke yeah. out a really workable film. And they would have to be willing to put their egos aside. I'm not saying their ego, they seem like lovely people, but they would have to be willing to really confess to themselves, we actually need this. We really need yeah. somebody to help us yeah. shape things. Yeah. And I don't know if they're there yet, but I mean, they're really phenomenally talented people in the ways that they're talented. Or what's maybe more likely, actually, is that they would do one of the DC movies because they are already sort of like have a, a history with Warner Brothers and Warner is Brothers. Is Warner Brothers going to risk a DC movie on them at this point? Come well, on. no, I don't know. But I'm saying like it might be more likely than them going over to Marvel because yeah. Yeah. they have that working relationship already with, the, with Warner Brothers. But there's nobody in DC that's like the, that I, you guys weigh in on this, that I see that is in that Kevin Feige role of really having control of the whole it's, thing. It's Snyder at this point. It's Snyder, right? Yeah. And like, are you going to put Snyder in charge of the Wachat? I mean, can you? Im I would love to see it because I think it would be a full-on acid trip potentially to have Snyder <laughs> guiding the Wachowskis. You know, like but <laughs> who would actually finish a sentence? <laughs> I have to wonder. Um, one thing I do want to bring up is some of the the trailers that dropped this past week. Um, I'm not sure. Did you guys get to see the Hitman trailer? Yes, mm -hmm. Agent Forty Seven. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I liked it. I mean, I thought I thought uh, you know, there's a lot of. Um, it looks like they're doing that character some justice, you know. Yeah. Like it looks like um, I, you know, and I love Rupert Friend, so I'm, right. I'm kind of like I, I want to see him succeed in this role. Yeah. And I thought the first, sort of just the first taste of like the way they're setting it up and the action and stuff. Um, I, I dug it. I like Rupert Friend a lot. Did you watch Homeland? Yeah. Oh, what? <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yeah. My God. My God, woman. <laughs> 
can't. Um, yeah, I so like. So violent today. It's amazing. <laughs> What's going on? Death and um, violence. I like Lord. him a lot. I really want him to do well. I, I, I liked it, but you know, I didn't love it. Like it just for for some reason it didn't. Like Kingsman jumps out at me. Everything mm. I see, and I haven't seen the film yet, as being really fresh and unique, and and but playing with that genre in a really fun way. And this this doesn't so much feel that way to me. Mm. Um, but but mm. maybe it's just you know I like I did like it. Yeah, I just don't think I. My my only nitpick about the trailer is that every shot of Agent Forty Seven was in slow motion. Yeah. Like. Can the man walk? It's just, well, that's not, you know, that's I, not going to be the movie. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, every sort of trope that we've seen in it that was in that trailer, we have already seen done in terms of like, I'm in the room with you, but really you're in the room with me. Like, you think you have me trapped, I have you trapped. That idea is one, like, I'm going to get myself taken in only to show you how easy it is to get out. I've been genetically engineered as an assassin. We've seen that a bunch. Like, you know, I just. Well, that's a game, though. The it, game it itself the also game. plays with those that. tropes, and I think it's. But it should play with them. I th but I mean, you don't think it does? I mean, I, I think there's, I think there's really? like a little, well, I don't know, I mean. But how, how do you think it's playing with them? Like, what's it doing that's different? I just think, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's not super different from the game itself, I'm, yeah. but I think the game does kind of winks at like all these movie things that happen. And, you know, honestly, I don't think it needs to do too much other than deliver a solid action movie. You know, like, to me, I don't, I don't think the character of a genetically engineered assassin needs to be super complex. It needs to inspire, you know, action across Other that movie. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, I grew mean, up again, and I said I want to shoot. Again, my like head. I, I, I don't. It's weird because I think that we saw some stuff. It was in one fell swoop that I, th I feel like I had seen like three or four different things that were playing with the spy genre mm -hmm. um, today, which was Agent Forty Seven. The Bond picture came out that had yeah, a little Spectre. bit of action. Spectre came out. Um, there was some more stuff Man from, from the Uncle, Kingsman. Right? And, Man from Uncle, and yeah. Man from Uncle came out and. Look, I, we're going to talk about, I think we have a little different take on Man From U.N.C.L.E. where I was like, wow, that's that's more, in those two minutes, Henry Cavill was more charming than I've seen him be almost ever. In all of you know? mm. but, but I And I like Henry Cavill, but that to me, and I love Army Hammer, um, that to me was fun to watch. Yeah. And, and whereas Agent 47, I liked and I enjoyed, it just didn't, it wasn't, it didn't feel playful to me at all, which is mm. maybe fine. It was just very straight action. See, well, I will say that in the actual game, it is serious, like, for the most part, the yeah. game is very, very serious. It's like, yeah. you're an assassin, and it's about, like, killing people in a very, very yeah. meticulous and, like, surgical way. There's a man with way. no identity. He's a number. He's a um, barcode, you know? Of, of all of the murder I've been talking about, you'd think that would be really a I know, right? <laughs> hey, you're all about, you're all about like, death and murder. It's just not bloodthirsty enough for my <laughs> taste. Uh, I want to talk it about... Looks uh, good. It looks yeah. good. Let's talk about that Man From U.N.C.L.E. trailer, because I... I felt like I saw the whole movie in that trailer. I felt like I saw, and I thought the dialogue really just fell flat for me. It felt mm. very canned and very, hey, you know, we ain't partners, we ain't buddies, and we ain't friends. Like, I've seen that for 30 years now, and I just didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really pop for me. Uh, I, I mean, it looks fun. I'll definitely go see it. I'm pulling for it. I, I do think its success rides, oddly enough, on, well, not oddly enough, but, like, Rides on how Kingsman does this weekend. Because mm -hmm. that's another kind of throwback, even though it's not set in the 60s yeah. like Man from Uncle is. If Kingsman bombs, which it's not, it's tracking it's to do well, bomb. but you know, if, if, but what if it, if it only makes like 
craps out at like 70 million stateside, that's not yeah. successful. So I, I, do, I, I do wonder if they're not looking at um, uh, Kingsman and how it's performing. But Man From U.N.C.L.E. just, it just seemed very canned to me. And I actually, Henry Cavill, you guys may or may not know, was the runner-up for the, bowl, uh, the role of Bond in Casino Royale. He did lose out to Daniel Craig. Um, and I watched the Man From U.N.C.L.E. trail and I'm like, I'm kind of glad he's not Bond. It would have been interesting, though, because I think um, Cavill has more years in him than, than uh, Daniel Craig did, really. Like, ultimately, I think he could... Yeah. He could have gone on and inhabited that role for a long, long time. I love Daniel Craig as but well. But I, I also yeah, really I love Daniel Craig. I, I, I love, um, um, why did I just space Colin on? Colin Firth? Colin Firth. No, 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 no. Henry Henry, Henry Henry Cavill. I love, I, don't, I just spaced <laughs> on his name. I love Henry Cavill as well. But for things like Man of Steel, I think he's a better fit than, yeah. than Bond. And I know like there's mixed opinions on, on his Superman, but I loved him as Superman. I thought he was yeah. like relatable as Superman, which is tough to do. I just wanted do. him to have a, a bit more personality. And that's not yeah. really his fault. That's really more the direction of the story. And, and hopefully Batman v Superman will give him a bit more breathing room for that mm -hmm. character. Um, but, I mean, the, the footage that they showed at Comic-Con certainly showed a... Still dark, still serious yeah. Superman. So we'll I have to see how it goes. I thought I, I liked the rapport between him and Army Hammer. And I mean, Guy Ritchie is great at getting yeah. that kind of bromance thing down. Yeah. You know, I will Sherlock say this. And all that. Trope wise, you know, we, we, we talk about this a lot, but like things like, uh, you know, what we were just talking about with both of these trailers with Hitman, with um, Man from Uncle, like I think we, there is a, there's a language of cinema now. Yeah. And, you know, Westerns did it for. <laughs> 50 years you know the dude when he comes on the scene is gonna say something similar to this yeah. and when he kills somebody he's gonna say something similar to this so I don't really fault a movie for that necessarily if it's right. interesting across the board and you know I just feel like it, 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 it's easy to sort of kind of say oh this is not super original but there's not a lot of original things that it, can be done anymore. You just have to do something in a in a I think compelling it's just way. a matter of, of tone. Like I, again, it, I could love the movie Hitman. You know, what I, I like that could be or Agent. I was talking more right? about Jim's Man from Uncle. Bit. Oh, the Man yeah, from yeah, Uncle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I I think tonally, I I liked that a little more because it to me it felt playful. Whereas like it's tough because when you're hitting, I think this is the difference when you're hitting on a trope that's been done again and again and again. If you go at it with a serious tone, it, it can fall flat a little bit more easily because it's like you're not in on the joke. Versus as if you're approaching it with a playful manner, it's like you get it. You know that this has been done a million times before and it's sort of silly at this point. Yeah, that can fall flat too. I think both of them have Potential to not so, work. I mean, it's potential just, to really work. And potential. Yeah, I mean, it really goes down to like. When is Army Hammer going to be a superhero, though? Let's. I don't. I don't know. I don't I know. think that ship may have sailed. He's actually. another one of those guys that I I kind of hate to say this. Although he end up on Shield, maybe. I just don't think. I don't think I've seen him in anything where I remembered what he did in that thing. Social Network. Social Network. I thought he was good, but like it wasn't like I wasn't like blown away by it. And then I was like. You know, you see him on something like Lone Ranger, mm -hmm. just doesn't seem to like actually yeah. hold the camera, like hold the scene together. And Social Network was good because it was Fincher and he was able to just act in that scene and be a supporting character, but I'm not so sure that I would want to see him be a leading man in a lot of stuff. That's just um, One thing I do want to ask about Man From U.N.C.L.E. Uh, is, you know, it is based on an old 1960s TV series that a lot of people under the age of 
35, probably, wouldn't be overly familiar with. Under the age of 45, yeah. actually, yeah. like. I mean, it was a reaction to the Bond and the spy-fi stuff of the, the 60s, an actual phrase, I didn't come up with that. Spy-fi is pretty spy awesome. Spy-fi, yeah, it's a great It's thing. spiffy. Yeah! <laughs> but, <laughs> but I wanted to, to ask you about the, how old is too old for a TV show to get turned into a movie? Because remember they did The Honeymooners a few years ago and they updated it and they made it about uh, African-American uh, uh, folks instead of, you know, back in the, the, the 50s. I mean, they, they did that to try and contemporize it, make it, yeah. you know, make it relatable to now. And I just wonder, like, do TV to movie adaptations really only work if it's from say the 80s on now. I think with something like Honeymooners, it's interesting because we've actually had the Honeymooners all along. It's been the Honeymooners, then it was the Flintstones, then it was the Simpsons, then it was Family Guy. And Roseanne. But, but yeah, yeah those, been... those things are all basically templates of the same thing. But then to come back and say, hey, Honeymooners, it's like people don't even care or recognize that. And it's the same with Man From U.N.C.L.E. Or even to some extent Mission Impossible. They've made a good franchise out of that. But like, when Mission Impossible came out, it's not like there were a ton of people in the theater like, I can't wait for this vision no, to, Tom be, Cruise. to be yeah. shown to me again. Yeah. Right, exactly. But I don't think it was like fans necessarily clamoring for it. I think it was the studio saying, okay, we'll maybe get this portion of the audience, but it's an easy thing to like hang our coat on. Yeah, yeah. I think so too. I don't know, it's hard to say because as, as often as it's not successful to to try and adapt a TV show, then there are those cases where it's so successful, like like Jump Street and like yeah. the Brady Bunch, which yeah, I thought was I hilarious. Love Brady Bunch. Um, the I mean, yeah. and, and the Fugitive, yeah, exactly. I mean, so I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel yeah, like I like depends. anything else, it's just there's no there's no one answer to it. Um, last uh, news item: uh, Deadline reports that the following actresses are up for the female lead in Deadpool. And they include Marina oh <laughs> Marina Baccarin. We know how you feel about from that. From Homeland yeah, and from Gotham. <laughs> uh, Taylor Schilling from Orange is the New Black. Cynthia Reed from Teen Wolf. And Rebecca Rittenhouse from the Red Band Society. Oh, also Sarah Green from Vikings and Jessica DeGau from Arrow. Uh, so all over the map. Yeah, that, that I mean, like, is like There's like so many different types in there. Yeah. It Actress? really is like in age range and everything. What yeah. are you looking for? Like yeah. that's cr that is a crazy range yeah. of, of I mean, ladies. Is it like, basically just a filler role then? Like you just it's like a Crystal Reed from Crystal from uh, Crystal Wolf? Reed from Teen Wolf. Yeah. yeah, she's somebody I would like to see break out into movies. Um, I think I mean if you've never seen Teen Wolf, you probably don't know what I'm talking about. But I think she would be. She hasn't done a lot of big stuff, and I think she's a person who could benefit from some kind of bump like that. I think Marina Baccarin would be a weird choice for Deadpool. I don't see she strikes her having me as more chemistry serious. with Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, she. I love Marina Baccarin, um, but no, I don't think she. I don't think she. Well, I'll say this: I don't think she's necessarily super funny. Um, you know, Taylor yeah. Schilling obviously is can be really funny. Yeah. Um, and she can be a great dramatic actress too, but she's also a very different physical type than yeah. some of those other ladies. I saw the first episode of the Red Band Society, and if it's the actress I'm thinking of, she's pretty good. She's also much younger. Um, and then in terms of Arrow, um, isn't she? Uh, she was Huntress? also up for Jessica Jones. Yeah, Huntress. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I can see. I don't know why, but my gut's saying I could really see her working hmm. well with. 
with them. It, it is, is somebody such who's a crazy amount. Like, I almost feel like Miranda Baccarin doesn't belong in the group with everybody else in terms of maybe she's being looked at for something else, yeah. you yeah. know, in that she, same movie. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm thinking is that her name somehow got mixed up with this group because she's, like, probably, what, 10 years older than yeah. the rest 10 or 15 older than, than you know, some and, and I just don't, I see her, I could see her as a villainess. That'd be awesome. I could see her as like, a, and I'm just throwing this out there. I know they don't have but a character, a but like a Madame Mask type character. Yeah. She played a bad guy in V. You know, and I, I should it, let me dial back in the whole. I don't think she's a good actress. Now, I, I just think like she wasn't well served near the end on Homeland. Um, yes, Agreed. early on in Homeland, she was good in Gotham. Let's face it, the problem with that show has been the writing. But so far, I like her as Leslie Tompkins far more than I liked Barbara Gordon mm -hmm. and what they were doing, or Barbara Keene in that case, mm -hmm. um, in terms of a love interest for, for Gordon and a character that actually seems to have a purpose on the show. Right. Yeah. So, um, all right. So, opening up this weekend dun, 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 is Fifty Shades O'Grey. What was the thing that we were supposed to say at the end of every podcast that we Captain called? Captain Phasma! <laughs> <laughs> and we have every We have not done time. it. Let's do it right now. Okay. Captain, Captain Phasma! <laughs> All right, thank Good you. Good night, thank you. Um, so Fifty Shades <laughs> O'Grey is tracking to open so at up to possibly... 500 billion? Well... 95 million for the four day. It is the President's Day weekend here in the States. But Damn, I think I think it's it's <laughs> at least 65 million for the opening wow. weekend. Oh, easily. How easily. are we, how are we talking about this, purchased. by the way? How What's are we up? talking about this? Are we saying the whole week or are we saying just the weekend? Let's just say it's, let's just say through Sunday. Through Sunday. Uh, from where? Four day from <laughs> well, it's always it's Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday. Okay, so, so you're that's a three-day weekend. Right. And then they say four day when it, the holiday is holiday. on a Monday. Didn't it open already midnight showings last night a little bit? Or, 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 uh, am I, am I, I thought it was tonight. Was it? Was it in, it's I'm not open, actually sure. It opened overseas, I believe, yeah. in France. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know what? In France, I think it's rated like PG-12. It's, it, they it's threw so, cabbage at it. Well, like, yeah. They can, you go there and take your kids to see My it. favorite part As well of the Fifty Shades experience so far, I haven't seen it yet, is learning that in France that it's what you take your six year old. That's like that's like the cartoon. <laughs> when are they going to do the Fifty like... Jades of Grey and mash it <laughs> yeah. up with that movie Jade, which was Amazing. also an erotic thriller, uh, um, and uh, it was bad. We yeah. we sadly <laughs> were at a conference. Uh, IGN had like a we had a company wide meeting, editorial meeting, editorial meeting Monday through uh, Wednesday. So. Jim and I and Chris all missed tragically the Fifty Shades screenings that yeah, happened we this week. Yeah, but we Max see Nicholson it. reviewed it, and he gave it a great review. He gave it a 5.0 <laughs> out of 10. Which he did was say a it was a review. few <laughs> shades short. And I, when I when I tweeted short. out his review, I said he gave it the spank it deserved, but not oh. the one it needs. He he also my, my favorite line from his video review is he's talking about everybody actually says Dakota John Johnson is really good. I hear universally like wow like she took this nothing character and she actually brought it to life but no, we'll and see. he is he's handsome is yeah, what that's Max funny because Jamie Dorn was he was the one that had the um, the more kind of uh, esteem if you will as an yeah, actor because he, he was coming from the fall and and all that um, he just so. didn't want to do it if you guys have seen the pr them do the press from this movie it is it is a whole That's entertainment unto awkward, itself. Yeah. Well, it's it was, so obvious it was Hunnam for a it. while, right? Charlie yeah. Hunnam was going to do Hunnam. it. Do you think he made a mistake? Yes. I think, uh, not, I, uh, I think that the whole world 
made a mistake not having Charlie Hunnam in it because <laughs> yeah, he, how did the whole world? I think yeah. the whole world wanted him in it, and then he didn't want to be. In yeah, it. I think the whole world was saying. I think he was like, bring um, me some Hunnam. Yeah, I heard it's just and not some crackers. Hanuma, well, Hanuma, well Hanuma. Jim tweeted out a really interesting article from the Hollywood Reporter that was basically about all of the power that the author um, E. L. What's her name? James. James. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. That not a real people name. the name James is so. She the, all the eyes. power that she sort of had mm -hmm. on it, on set, and um, and how difficult it was. But what I'm hearing is that and she the movie, was never in a movie set before. Never in a, her life. But what I'm hearing is that it's just and what we suspected last week. It's just not that sexy. Which no. is like if you are going to do the Fifty Shades of Grey movie and not be sexy, you have entirely failed me. You have failed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I heard um, it is really in, in, unintentionally I wanted to funny. see David Cronenberg make Fifty Shades oh of Grey. Oh my God! I, I just, think he I, have a, I literally have Adrian a date Adrian with, with some people on on Friday night to to we're meeting an hour and a half before the movie. We're going to get hammered. This is why <laughs> this <laughs> this is why this movie is going to make a ton of money. By the way, because people are going to hate watch and it. And the bars. In addition to people watching it, like because they love it, there yeah. are going to be a whole lot of people who watch it ironically, watch it drunk, watch it as an experience because yeah. they think, you know, they think they're, I'm sorry, they think they're superior to it. I don't think I'm superior you, you to it. You think you're superior to it. I don't think I'm superior. You think you're superior to it. I don't think it. I'm superior you think you're superior to it. To it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll line up for just my, kidding. for my spanking. Well, I, I think it'll be interesting. Else. Once we finally see the movie, I mean, there, there, one of the many, huh, to say backlash, huh, um, on Fifty top. Shades of Grey, uh, <laughs> is that basically it is um, a repulsive message because it, he is well, essentially, no well, no, he's basically, um, she's weak-willed and he basically just controls her. that's her. why he has to beat her. But that's the thing. <laughs> that's what people are upset. Oh my God, you're just a, you're twisted this <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, I don't. Okay, okay. Like, I, I kind of feel like 250 million people are interested in seeing this portrayal of some of something like this. So, who's right and who's wrong here yeah. about about but the also, meaning of the movie? Don't you think though this is you know Kingsman is tracking to open around 35, but third place. Uh, SpongeBob <laughs> still going to be in second place most likely with 45. Should Fox have blinked and moved Kingsman? You know, it's funny because I, I am going to go see Kingsman as well. I unfortunately Kingsman's great fun. I yeah, love it. Yeah, I haven't been able to see a screening of it yet. Yeah. And, I, and I'll be honest, I really do also want to give it my money this weekend because it does look like the better movie. I, right. I, I, I am confessing to you that I am obviously, I'm going to see Fifty Shades. Like, we literally picked our tickets so that we would be in a place that we could be loud. <laughs> and <laughs> drunk. And drunk. Like, we are going do to see Do me a favor, it. don't be live tweeting it. So I, I've <laughs> seen so many people say, we're going to be live tweeting through Fifty yeah. Shades of Grey. If, honestly, if you're paying to go see a movie, don't tweet during okay, the Okay, I'm not going to live tweet it, but if I did, it would be hilarious. <laughs> I can guarantee you that. I'm not going okay. to. Oh, I want to say one other thing about this, about this movie before we move on. I recommended Secretary instead yes, of this movie, right, last week, and I would say that's absolutely the case. Mm. But it just so happened to be on TV last night when I Secretary. got home. And guess what the main male character's name is in it? Christian? Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray? I forgot that. Yep, spelled the I, exact same way. I think... I, Crazy. I really, she's such a thief, this lady. <laughs> well, no, seriously, it started as Twilight fanfic. It's really true. And that she wants so much control, like, seriously, like, they couldn't... 
change uh, an and or a to yeah. or a but in the script without her approval. She's made billions wow. off of other people's intellectual I don't know about billions. Property. No, she's made millions for sure. Lots. Yeah. She's made a lot more of money. More than the Powerball. Um, more than, oh, I so want to win but that. So, but okay, so um, um, the director, Sam Taylor uh, Johnson, she, uh, she is most likely not coming back because no. she had a hellacious time working with E.L. James by all accounts. And the actors have to were on yeah, but they were on the director's side yeah. for the most part. Who wants to come in and direct? That I guess you just get a complete pushover. Do you just get like, not to I'm not disparaging TV directors, but you just basically get a shooter, somebody who's just there to say here's the setup and then call lunch. You have to give it to somebody who wants a break yeah. no matter what, who wants to make a movie yeah. so badly that they're going to put up with that weird environment and if it's a tv director it should be the tv directors that directed like all of the sexiest episodes of the tutors you or know or like, or, like yeah. really i mean because because if what's missing from this movie is that it doesn't it's not sexy then that's a really big problem i mean and I'm, i mean isn't that, that el james's problem i mean the, no. the well no people are saying that her idea of what's sexy is like it's it's this is what Puritans think. No, hardcore sexes. no, 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 no. It, what I heard actually was that that she want Taylor wanted to pull back, uh, and that El James was like, "You need more hardcore sex in this movie." <laughs> There's no, no hardcore seriously. sex in the movie. And that and that that it was she was like trying like saying, "Well, let's make it a little more subtle." And she was like, "I know what people sells my book like." It's, but it's, I mean, it's a studio film. I mean, it, they're not going to put out an NC-17. We'll see, though. I mean, it maybe maybe there is a lot of nudity and slap and tickle and stuff. And you would hope. Yeah, there probably slap is slap and, and tickle, tickle were my favorite Disney characters. <laughs> <laughs> and I just ruined them for you. <laughs> yeah, but I want to say something about Kingsman because I hope that everybody, that other people do this too. I genuinely think that's going to be the better movie this weekend. And so I'm going to be like I'm going with a bunch of friends to see Fifty. Oddly enough, I'm going to with a bunch of friends to see Fifty Shades Drunk. But with my boyfriend, we're going to go see Kingsman sober. So I, <laughs> I like how, have that, I, I like how that's the flip. I probably have that backwards in some ways, mm. but I do want to pay for that this weekend because I'd like to see it do as well as it possibly can. Well, the thing about that also is I do think that that's what makes Fifty Shades a little bit different than other movies is that it's an event movie and it's an event movie for like women to go to together. I don't hear about too many people saying we're going to go see this as a couple because yeah. we think it's going to lead to like, you know, hot, hot amorous. Sex. <laughs> well, I think that, I mean... <laughs> hot, hot. I, I was going to say something really chaste, and you said amorous, and then you said hot, hot sex. That's, that's how that went. So, like, I, but I don't think that's how most people are, like, going into this movie. I think it's going to be groups of but drunk I, people. I think it's definitely going to be a vomit. And how many I of think, those drunks are I think up? it's going to be a full-on vomitorium. And, I think it's <laughs> and fans of fanfic. Yeah. Like, meeting. It's going to be a beautiful It's going to be like a furries convention. And then they're going to write their own fanfic about the movie that's, like, even more. I, mean, I love it. One day. Rules. Can somebody we, actually define for me though? What are the Fifty Shades and Fifty Shades of Grey? The, is there is there like no, an actual I chapter? I can tell in you what, what that means. Is what it like that's a nice charcoal, to. maybe a. It's pewter. like a, it's a pewter. He it's that it's that Christian is so complicated. That's really what that is alluding to. Fifty Edward. Shades of Grey is how complicated. <laughs> <laughs> you mean Edward? Yeah, you mean Edward? I mean Edward and Bella. He just sounds like a dick. He's in, just like some rich guy. Who no, beats he had women. a very tortured childhood. Okay. Oh, join yeah. the club. Time out. Time out. Beats women. <laughs> no, okay, let's go back there because he doesn't beat women. 
He engages he in B- one. He's a monogamist. No, 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 no. <laughs> he engages in BDSM, which yeah, is totally, totally different than beating women, it is because totally it's consensual and because it's part of an word. actual play. I, it, I think it's really dangerous banana. to say. No, I seriously. I'm a lot today. And I'm not, I'm not into S and M. I'll say that. I don't care about S and M. But I think it's really dangerous to say that he beats but the women. The BD. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Like, I don't think it's yeah. like. I think it's like. Well, a I don't know. I heard that there was a scene well, at the very joking. end, we're just though. I'm, but I'm but I heard on that no, there's. Let's get on him. Yeah. But no, I heard that there's a scene at the very end that is, like, the bridge too far. Okay, so I haven't read the book. Well, okay, so so to address that, yeah, it is okay. Right, some consensually BDSM is a consensual thing, and no, I'm not into it either. But. It is a consensual thing. Everybody's going to say they're not into it. If you're into it, let us know in the comments comments below. below. (laughs) Um, But I do have a really, I have a very well thought out theory for why both Twilight and Fifty Shades is as successful as they are. And it does have to do with a lot of confusion with gender. Okay, I'm going to get into this in a whole other time, like when we have time to talk about it. Um, But I do think it's speaking to a need. That's what I'll say. Or a desire, a want. Okay, I'm getting okay. off that now. Right. There is what happens is he does he does take it too far, and she pulls him back, and then the rest is their negotiation of how they can he can be satisfied sexually, but she's not like she's not going to a place she's not willing to go. Which I actually think, though this is a really poorly written book, is an actually pretty adult way to talk about I, I how was, you meet each other. I was at sexually. a party with some people last week and. Of course, everyone was talking about Fifty Shades of Grey. Because <laughs> yeah. that's and, what we talk about at parties. the th- uh, three women that were standing there with me were all saying, like, how ridiculous the idea of con- uh, the negotiation of a contract, that it took takes the amorous nature of the whole thing out of it. No, no, no. Sure. Okay, so in the first book, there's the contract, but I'm not talking, the negotiation I'm talking about isn't a contractual negotiation. It's once they throw out the contract and they're in an actual relationship of how can we keep each other sexually satisfied when we have slightly different needs, which I think most couples go through, actually. I'm not saying Fifty Shades is good, by the way. I'm not saying it handles this <laughs> subject well. I'm saying that's a real thing, but I will say I agree with you. I mm-hmm. do agree with you in the sense that what I think is terrible about both Bella and Anastasia Steele, those characters, freaking Anastasia Steele. <laughs> what is terrible about those two characters is that the level of apology that they have just for being themselves. They're yeah. constantly like, I'm no good. Wait, I'm you're saying sick. that's not a strong character base? <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a lot pro- that's problematic, but I'm going to be drunk in my vomitorium, <laughs> enjoying it to the fullest uh, in the cinema. Right. I, I can see this. I can see well, I, I can see this being in like, ten, may, maybe less than 10 years. Let's say five years. It can be like, almost like um, Showgirls? Rocky Horror or something, uh, where yeah. you go see it and, 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 and say the dialogue to the screen and <laughs> drink and yeah. have fun with it. It might be that kind of It's going to be thing. that this Friday night for me. <laughs> <laughs> Already. Um, all right, don't so how much drinking. do we think it's going to make over yeah, the three days? Is it going to, are we looking at upwards of 100? <clears throat> yes. Is it going to overperform or, over the or, weekend, is it, yeah. or is it a lot of hype and maybe people will be like, ah, I don't know if I really want to see this one. No, I think this is, it's going to make so, so much money and then going in, it may drop when, yeah. if it's really not It's like fun. a front-loaded movie. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. definitely. I, yeah, I think it'll definitely have a significant drop-off, but sure. it's going to make a ton of money this weekend because it doesn't have the long-term thing of Twilight had repeat viewers. The, yeah. There were people going Although, to see there that. Although Twilight there will dropped, be. though, big. Yeah. Like, th- those were both, like, all those Twilight movies were very front-loaded and, yeah. and tapered off pretty fast, but they made 
a lot bunch of money. Of money yeah. And yeah. we're making jokes here, but there are a lot of really true fans of this book, you know, fans that are fans of this book in the way that we're fans of Marvel or DC. And so those people probably will see it multiple times and probably and if you will go to see the movie you know. in a gimp suit. Do tweet us your photos <laughs> of you in the outfit. Um, and then, uh, do we I think just thought King- of a whole theater full of. <laughs> Bring out the gimp. <laughs> Take his drink or his popcorn. His mouth is all zipped up. Um, sorry. So do we think, how do we think Kingsman is going to do? Poor Kingsman. I mean, I think it'll, I think it's going to do well. I do, I do think it'll open at like 35, yeah. but will it, will it have legs as they say, and will I it stick around? that actually will have the reverse. It's not going to jump up significantly, but I think it'll have really good word of mouth. Um, and that it'll endure. You know, I feel yeah. like it'll. I, that's what I hope, anyway. Because wars are going to be too. You know, what's weird is that going to be too edgy for mainstream America. And, but the BDS and M movie is the one that's okay, which is weird because you would think America would embrace the violence and reject the sex. That As seems we to do be traditionally, but. You know, it's because Fifty Shades is more of a phenomenon, though. Like, I feel like yeah. that's why it's acceptable because people have latched onto it for whatever reason, heard it talked about in so many ways, and then yeah, you they go were to like, Costco and you see Fifty Shades of Grey stuff. Yeah. You go to Costco, you don't see Kingsman stuff. Right. I think it'll. I think it'll do well, especially for what it is, and I do think that it will get good word of mouth and that people will think that it's fun. And I think there's probably going to be it's doing like well in the UK. Yeah, yeah. there's going to be people that that want to really want to reject Fifty Shades this weekend, and we'll go see that. Yeah. instead. Well, interesting. Uh, guys, uh, let us know in the comments uh, what movie you're going to see this weekend and obviously Are what you thought of them. Are we going to do our recommendation? Oh, yeah, yeah, but I just want to oh, sorry, tell ahead. the people at home, again, always stepping on my lines. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but, the uh, uh, you know, we, we do a little thing now every week. If you guys are kind of new to the podcast, we do this recommendation. I think it was your idea to start doing this, Roth. Um, uh, where it's either a small movie or cult film, indie film, whatever. So, uh, Roth, why don't you kick it off? With- In honor of Fifty Shades of Grey, since we've already recommended The Secretary last week, Chris did, I would recommend one of my favorite Steven Soderbergh films, which is Sex, Lies, and Videotape. Um, very different film. Starring um, Ultron. Starring Ultron, exactly. So I'm tying it all together. Um, James Spader, obviously, and Andy McDowell. I really love that movie. I love, it's one of his earliest movies. It's, wasn't it um, like his first? I think it was, his, know, first it was his first feature, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, I, I would I would really recommend that as a very different look at... Now it would be like sex lies and a download link or something. Yeah, like, download like, link. Like, how do you it, even do that? It's now? a really different look at the a relationship between a man and a woman and the way that they're dealing with the challenge, some challenges around sex yeah. um, for both of them. And, and videotape. And videotape. And, it, <laughs> and lies. He, he doesn't lie. It's such a good movie. The lies was about he never he, rewanded. He said he did. He <laughs> never rewanded. Be kind. Be kind. Um, check that out. I, I like it a lot. So my recommendation this week is going to get into the creepy place is Dead Ringers. It's about these twins played by Jeremy Irons who are gynecologists and it just goes to this really dark place. Um, they kind of descend into madness a little bit um, and it's just this weird like character study about these twins and their twisted sexual desires. David Cronenberg. Yeah. David Cronenberg. It's kind of inspired by a real so story good. too. Yeah, it's that a, is a great movie. I love that movie. Yeah, it's yeah. a great movie. What about you, Jim? Um, Let's see, if it's, a, if it's a kinky movie I have to recommend, I would say probably Wild Things. Uh, Denise For Richards, the fun. Denise <laughs> Richards at her prime. Uh, 
And then and Bill uh, Murray and Bill Murray. Bill Murray yeah. is in there, and and uh, Nev Campbell yeah. and uh, Kevin Bacon. And Kevin it's Bacon, Matt Dillon showing yeah. the bacon. Oh no, wait, no, that was in Hollow no, Man. He showed the bacon. In oh that no, he one does. Too. Yeah, he does in this. Yeah, he does in that too. Matt Dillon, yeah. yeah. Um, but if, if, the bacon. if 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 I, I could recommend a a non kinky movie, I would just uh, two quick ones. Uh, the Collector, starring young Terrence Stamp, and it's basically he. It's from 1965, but it's incredibly contemporary, and he essentially kidnaps this woman, doesn't have sex with her. She tries everything, including so stripping kidding. down, but like he just wants her to legitimately love him, and he won't let her me. go until she does, but can she ever convince him of that? So that would be my non-kinky recommendation all for right. this week. Sounds like dating, da dating inspiration <laughs> all around. That's right. Happy Valentine's Day. Don't tell anybody on Tinder that That's you watch this. That's how we spell love. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let us know your thoughts in the comments below. Shout out, uh, uh, give us a shout out on iTunes. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Chris Carl, at Roth Cornette, at StaxIGN. And um, uh, for all things movies, keep it here on IGN. Thanks for watching and listening.